Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Thursday, January 9th, 2020, from the Beantown USA studio. Beantown USA is Boston's home for customized screen printing and embroidery. Get more information on their website, beantownusa.com. On today's show, I will preview the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. I'll give you picks, picks against the spread, only four games this weekend, but I will pick all of them. I will also take a deeper look at this Tom Brady Instagram post. What does it all mean? Now, I told you on Monday's show where I think Tom Brady will be playing in 2020 and beyond. Uh, Does this Instagram post from Tom Brady change my mind? I will share my thoughts on that, and we'll take a look at a couple of the players who are scheduled to be free agents this offseason when the new league year begins in mid-March. So I will go over a couple of those names, tell you what I think is going to happen, And uh, I also will share some thoughts on the latest Josh McDaniels rumors, but it's a big football weekend, and this today will be a big football show. All of it today presented by DraftKings. You can play for free at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app by using promo code PICK, P-I-C. That's promo code PICK, P-I-C. You can play for free this weekend in the 750K play action contest for the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. $750,000 in total prizes with $75,000 going to first place. You can win $75,000 this weekend just by playing for free, putting in a free lineup. And you can play for free when you sign up and make your first deposit using promo code PIC, P-I-C. That's promo code PIC, P-I-C, at DraftKings.com. Welcome to the show on this Thursday, January 9th. Uh, Before I begin and get into some football, I just want to touch upon something that I posted on social media last night on Wednesday night. Last night, I posted that my time as a columnist for the Boston Metro newspaper is over. Five years at the Metro, I am done. And the reason I'm done, it's not because I was fired or, um, you know, or something. it's not because something happened. It's not because... I tweeted about Woody Page again, and and another company decided to cut ties with me, like Podcast One did a couple months ago. Uh, The reason I'm no longer a columnist for the Boston Metro is because the Metro has shut down. The paper was sold, and then it was shut down. It was shut down this week. Um, I didn't know it was going to be shut down. I did know that some changes would be made. I wasn't sure if I would survive those changes. A couple months ago, I did have to take a pay cut just to stay. Um, I think that's why I was extra frustrated at the whole podcast. One thing, because having to take that pay cut and then losing the money that I was going to make with podcast one, that was, you know, it, it just all came together and made me even more frustrated than I would have been in general if just podcast one specifically cut me. But there was more going on. So I guess now you know that I took the pay cut, then the paper gets sold not too long ago. And this week, the Boston Metro has shut down. The paper will no longer exist. And so, obviously, because of that, I will no longer be a columnist for the Metro. But I do want to reiterate what I posted last night. Special thanks to my editor, Matt Burke, who did a great job with the paper. And I hope he lands somewhere else in a major role because I think he has earned it. I think he deserves it. And just 
I, I can only speak for myself and, and how he dealt with me, but he was always great to me. Now, I've already expressed this to him, both privately and on social media, like you saw last night. Uh, but the reason I put it out there publicly is because I think my followers, my audience deserves to know. Like, you deserve to know. Like, he, Matt Burke treated me great. He didn't have to. Uh, he hired me five years ago when basically I was, you know, I was desperate. I wanted to write. There were other places that I was at that would not let me write for whatever reason. So I wanted to write. Writing is my bread and butter. I mean, if you follow my career, I began as a writer. I am a writer. I take pride in my writing. And uh, I wanted to write. And Matt Burke, you know, didn't just help me out to help me write, but I mean, fina- from a financial perspective, like I was looking for, for that. And and he brought me in. He hired me five years ago and he kept me around till the very end. And, um, you know, I'm forever grateful for that. So the, the paper has shut down and luckily for me, I'm, I'm battle tested with this shit, right? I'm battle tested. Uh, and I didn't post that on social media last night. I was, I'm not asking for sympathy. I'm not asking for wellness checks. I, I, I appreciate the support from the people who still want to support me and the people who support my work and, and the people who still tune in, who still listen, who still hit that download button, who still hit that subscribe button, the people who still click the links that I post. I know it can be infuri- infuriating sometimes because it can, it can lead to some over-promotion on social media, but I always tell you, I'm... I apologize in advance, but it's what I got to do. You know, it's what I got to do. There's a lot of people in this industry that only survive because they are part of major networks. I obviously am not. Um, And a lot of stuff that I do on my own, you know, you'll get people in the industry that say, well, that's because that's what he wants to do. And he's, that's the stand he's taken. You know, these are people that, (laughs) these are people that never want me to be a part of what they do. So take, take that for whatever it's worth, whatever they say. But um, here we are, and I appreciate the support. I appreciate people who've tuned in over the years and continue to tune in. Um, But, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm battle-tested with this, and I'm not looking for the sympathy. I, I just, you know, you throw something like that out there because you never know. Look, I'm always reevaluating. Every day is a reevaluation process. It is, you know, even if I was, even if I had a major role somewhere at a major network, like I'd still always be reevaluating. That's just, I mean, that's just how I'm built because that's the way you got to be in this industry. You're always going to reevaluate. There's always conversations being had. Always, you know, there's always ideas that I had this, this. There's always a million things going on. I I don't feel the need to publicly discuss some of these conversations or some of these ideas. Uh, I don't don't feel the need to discuss some of that to people that are close to me, like family, friends. I just, there's a lot of stuff that you just got to kind of keep private and, and, and see if it works out. And if it doesn't, you probably never know about it. If it does, you will find out about it. Um... But I mean, at this stage, I don't, I, I did tweet last night. Like, I don't know what's next in my career. Like, I'm, this podcast is still going to exist. Uh, you know, I just took everything over to the Anchor Network. And, you know, we're monetizing it. We're plugging along. 
I still run, uh, uh, help manage a local newspaper, the South Boston Today newspaper. But um, I won't lie, like I I really enjoyed writing for the Metro. You know, not just for the enjoyment of writing, but obviously from a financial perspective, it it was something that helped me out. That is no longer for me. I am back to the drawing board. And um, when you combine that with getting cut from the Podcast One Network, I guess you could say I am a free agent. Completely. 100% free agent. And moving forward as I am back to the drawing board, which again is not new to me. I'm, I'm battle-tested with this stuff, so I, I can handle it. I guess what I'm looking for is I'm looking for happiness in this industry. Like I always told myself, if I'm going to stay in this business... I'm, I need to be happy. Like, I need to do... I'm only here because this because I love doing this. But the minute I stop loving this, the minute I, I you know, I, I have an extended period of time where, I, where I'm like, I, I do not love this anymore, I'm out. I'm, I'm, I'll, I will be done. I will be done. And I will have no regrets. Um... You know, I said this conversation's been had. Like, I, I have conversations about things outside of this industry that may or may not be sports-related. But, you know, you, I'm not an idiot. Like, you, you keep options open all over the place. You have to. I, I have to. I have to. I'm 37 years old. Like, but I'm, I'm, I'm plugging away at something right now. You know, I, I still have goals. That I'd like to achieve. Uh, I, there's still opportunities that I desire. That may or may not be given to me at some point in the future. Depending on, <laughs> you know, depending on where this ends up. I mean, it, it's an unpredictable industry. It's a wacky industry. It's one that, like I tweeted out, has been extremely frustrating for me. But, um, you know, I, I guess if there's a positive from all this, I am battle-tested. And... Right now, you could consider me a free agent across the board, and I'm going to do, you know, whatever decision that I make for whatever opportunities that are out there, I, I, I just, I, I want to, I'm, I'm trying to rediscover that happiness in this industry. Now, money's nice, and I, I mean, it depends, you know, if there, there's a number, obviously, that <laughs> that, that that you could make me happy with, but that number obviously is not coming right now. So, you know, money can make you happy, but at this stage right now, for me, it, it's it's not the biggest thing. It it would help, but whatever I do moving forward, I think the one thing I'm looking for is to enjoy it, because that's why I'm in this business in the first place. That's why I got in this business in the first place. And the minute I stop enjoying it for an extended period of time, I will tell you, I will be out. I, I will be done. Um, but as of right now, we'll see what's out there. And the show goes on. This show goes on. That, that, that's the business right there. The show goes on. That's what I know. The only thing I know today is that the show goes on. And uh, the show today is previewing the divisional round, but also taking a look at this Patriots offseason. And it's, you know, it, it, it sucks because I like playoff football, but 
we have to watch the divisional round knowing that the Patriots are not playing this weekend. And that is... That's gonna be that's gonna be tough. That that's a tough thing to stomach. I don't mean to sound spoiled, but that's the reality of it. Is is like, and I've always said this some in 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 jest, I guess. But as reality maybe hits home, you're like, well, well, maybe it's not in jest, or maybe it's real. And what I said was, when Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are done, and maybe just when Tom Brady's done in New England, like. I don't know that I'm going to be able to watch football or be a fan of the NFL like I was while Tom Brady was the quarterback of the Patriots. Like, I just don't know that I'm going to. There's so many frustrating things that happen on Sundays that the only thing that might keep me around is is gambling, <laughs> is, is betting on games. Picks, picks might be the only thing that keeps me involved in the NFL world. So... As the Patriots do not play this weekend in the divisional round, it is certainly maybe a glimpse into the future of of what we will have in front of us here in New England with regards to the NFL playoffs. And while the NFL playoffs are going on, while the divisional round is going on, while there's eight teams still remaining, the Elite Eight of the NFL still remain, we are talking about the offseason, about what free agents you're going to keep around how much cap space you have while the playoffs are going on. Like, the, the, we're getting a, a glimpse, possibly, into the very near future as to what we'll all be doing here in New England in early January while other teams are still playing in the playoffs. You know, I fear that reality. Like, I fear that. I, I, because I don't know that I'm going to be able to enjoy the NFL if the Patriots are not involved in the playoffs. And um, so I've always said embrace the Tom Brady era, embrace the Bill Belichick era, embrace this dynasty, because when it ends, it is, it's going to be tough. <laughs> it's, the, the NFL is going to be tough to watch when the Patriots are no longer a team that we sit here looking at the schedule at the beginning of each season going, eh, they'll have 11, 12 wins, they'll win the division. We'll be talking playoff football. Like, there's a day that's coming, and it's coming soon, where we will not be able to speak about the Patriots with that type of confidence at the beginning of each season. And we'll be sitting here every January, first week of January, going, well, what are we going to do in the offseason while we're watching, you know, eight other teams battle in the playoffs? So this this weekend, it, it's going to be tough to, to stomach, tough to watch, knowing that the Patriots are done, but it's what we have to do. And then the question becomes... Well, can you get back to the divisional round next year? And the answer, if the answer is going to be, yeah, they can get to the divisional round next year, then the Patriots are going to have to re-sign Tom Brady. They're going to have to re-sign Tom Brady. And um, we don't know if they're going to do that. What we do know is that Tom Brady posted on Instagram this week something that has a lot of people trying to dissect. What did Tom Brady mean when he said this? What did he mean when he said that? What does it all mean? The Tom Brady Instagram post. What does it all mean? Tom Brady posted a photo of himself running onto the field at Gillette Stadium. It, was it from the, from the wild card game against Tennessee? It, it must have been. But Brady, no helmet, 
wearing the standard home blue uniform, running onto the field right before the game. That was the picture. Underneath the picture. It's a long post. I'll read it for you, and then I will tell you what I think it means. The post says, quote, I just wanted to say to all of our fans, thank you. After a few days of reflection, I am so grateful and humbled by the unconditional support you have shown me the past two decades. Running out of that tunnel every week is a feeling that is hard to explain. I wish every season ended in a win, but that's not the nature of sports or life. Nobody plays to lose, but the reward for working hard is just that, the work. I have been blessed to find a career I love, teammates who go to battle with me, an organization that believes in me, and fans who have been behind us every step of the way. Every one of us that works at Gillette Stadium strive to do their best, spent themselves at a worthy cause, and prepared to fail while daring greatly. And for that, we've been rewarded with something that the scoreboard won't show, the satisfaction of knowing we gave everything to each other in pursuit of a common goal. That is what team is all about. In both life and football, failure is inevitable. You don't always win. You can, however, learn from the failure, pick yourself up with great enthusiasm, and place yourself in the arena again. And that's right where you'll find me, because I know I still have more to prove. End quote. From Tom Brady's Instagram post. What does it all mean? Does that mean Brady is coming back to the Patriots? Or does that mean Brady is just saying he's not going to retire? He will be in the arena again. Will that arena be Gillette Stadium? What does it all mean? I think number one, first and foremost, this Tom Brady Instagram post. The biggest thing it means is that he's not retiring. Tom Brady is not going to retire. And I think we all knew that. And then we should have known it. We didn't even need to hear him say it. I mean, after the game last weekend, last Saturday night, after the loss to the Titans, Tom Brady was asked about retirement, and he said retirement is unlikely. We didn't even need to hear him say that. I think all we needed to see was the way that game played out on Saturday night and the way it ended, like the way it ended, a pick six to Logan Ryan. You want that to be your last play? Um, you want that to be your last moment in the NFL? No, he doesn't. And it won't be. Tom Brady is not going to retire. We knew that. But this Instagram post confirms that. It confirms that Tom Brady will play in the NFL in 2020. So that's the first thing that this means. The second thing that this means is when he says, quote, place yourself in the arena again. And that's right where you'll find me because I know I still have more to, more to prove. Place yourself in the arena again. Now, what arena is he talking about? <laughs> that's, that's what I'd like to know. Is... Is the arena just a football stadium in the NFL in general? It could be any stadium, which means it could be for any team in 2020. Place yourself in the arena again. What arena is he talking about? Is he talking about just Gillette Stadium? It's a picture of him in a Patriots uniform. 
He's thanking the Patriots organization. That's number two. Number three, and this is my, my, I only have three bullet points for this Instagram post. But when he says, and I don't know if he said this on purpose. I don't know if it just kind of, you know, this was him, you know, really opening his chest for, uh, ripping open his chest for us. But he said, quote, an organization that believes in me. Did he slip? Did Tom Brady slip up in his little negotiation with the Patriots? An organization that believes in me. Sounds like a guy. That quote right there, when he says, an organization that believes in me. I'll read the whole sentence. He says, I have been blessed to find a career I love Teammates who go to battle with me, an organization that believes in me, and fans who have been behind us every step of the way. An organization that believes in me. To me, that quote is like, okay, then the arena he's talking about is Gillette Stadium. The team that he's going to play for in 2020 is the team that I told you he was going to play for on Monday. The New England Patriots. Not only an organization that believes in him, but an organization that believes in him, that gives him the best chance to win next year. And that's exactly what Tom Brady wants to do. Does he want to make more money? Of course. Who doesn't? Not only is, is it just a, a, a general want and desire for, for really every human on earth, but it's also that, that sign of the, the ultimate respect, right? You get all these guys making more money than you. And all those guys making more money than you have not done anything close to what you've done, have not accomplished anything close to what you've accomplished in this league. So it's time to pay it back. It's the ultimate sign of respect. You know, yeah, getting some more offensive weapons would help. But if we're calling Tom Brady the greatest of all time, then there should come a time where you pay him as such. <laughs> and Tom Brady has not been paid as such. So, you know, we've gone over all the, the I've gone over all the, the reasons I told you Tom Brady, I think is going to return to the Patriots. Why I think the Patriots will find a way to get him to come back. I've already given you all those reasons. If you, if you, you can listen to them on Monday show or go back on YouTube. I, I put the, the highlight of that segment on YouTube, youtube.com slash Danny Picard. Smash that subscribe button. But, um, you know, people want to know what's in Tom Brady's head. People want to know what he's thinking. I, I, there's a lot of things that he's, he has said in the past, he's done in the past, that, that makes me believe there's some type of public negotiation going on. Right? But I do think this Instagram post is from the hot. It's him ripping open his chest. It, it's it's not the public negotiation, cryptic bullshit that we've seen uh, at times from him in the past. And when he says, one, he'll be in the arena again because he's got more to prove that tells you he's not retiring. And two, he talks about how He's been blessed to play for an organization that believes in him that doesn't sound like a guy that has this big rift with Bill Belichick that's so frustrated with the organization that they haven't given him the weapons to succeed. 
Doesn't even sound like a guy that's been so frustrated with his contract. Is this the real Tom Brady that's speaking right here? Now, I kind of think somebody handles his social media for him. He has to, right? Somebody must handle his social media. But they obviously go over this statement. Like, I think Tom Brady wrote this statement. Do I think he physically grabbed the phone and typed it in himself and hit send? Probably not. I think he probably has someone who does that for him. But he might sit there on his phone one day, reflecting on the season, and and write up this... He, he writes this up and sends it to the guy who handles his social media and say, hey, post a picture of me with this under it because he has a message I want to get out there. Like, I think Brady wrote this. I think this was from the heart. I think this has meaning as to how he feels, as to what's really going on. And when we try to dissect this, I think you can take a couple things out of it. One, he will play next year. And two, he... It doesn't seem like he's as frustrated with the organization as some reports might make it out to be. Some reports might want you to believe Tom Brady is just so pissed off at at how Bill Belichick has handled this thing. He's pissed off about uh you know getting rid of Antonio Brown. You know, he he's pissed off that Mohamed Sanu was the guy they traded for instead of maybe going out and getting someone else. What else is he pissed off at? I'm sure there's some things that people say he's pissed off at. This doesn't sound like a guy who's pissed off. It it sounds like it's a guy who is grateful for everything the organization has done to believe in him. Now, I've gone on this rant about the weapons thing. The Patriots should add more weapons to this offense. In fairness to the Patriots, and especially in fairness to Bill Belichick, he brought in Antonio Brown. If we're believing, you know, what's out there as to why the Patriots cut Antonio Brown, it's because Robert Kraft made that decision. So if Kraft and Belichick disagreed on the Antonio Brown thing and Belichick wanted to keep him, and Antonio Brown and 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 Robert Kraft didn't, and Robert Kraft put his foot down and, and got rid of him for spot whatever for whatever reason sponsorship purposes advertising purposes whatever people that's what people are talking about out there and that's what people have been saying all season if that's the case how would that be a how would there be a rift between Brady and Belichick with regards to personnel and a lack of weapons if anything Belichick if all that's true if then Belichick showed he was trying to give Tom Brady the weapons and he was trying to keep Antonio Brown but Kraft wouldn't let him but yet you sit there and say, well, maybe Brady doesn't want to play for Belichick anymore. I, there's just so much stuff that I think people like to report, but they sprinkle in their opinion. I've gone in this rant a million times. I, I, I just think a lot of the Patriots' nonsense reports have to do with what people want to be true rather than what is true. You go back to the Seth Wickersham report. And you go back to Deflategate. People wanted Tom Brady to be an evil cheater. People want the Patriots to cheat. You go to the latest Spygate report. People wanted the Patriots to be so stupid that they would set up cameras in front of NFL officials and and Cincinnati Bengals officials and say, hey, look at us. We're stealing your signals. We're we're recording your sideline. Look at us. We're cheating. They wanted the... People wanted the Patriots 
to actually be cheating in that moment. But they weren't. But people wanted them to get caught cheating, so they turned it into that. They want Belichick and Brady to hate each other. They want there to be a rift, so they turn it into that. They want there to be frustration. And they take the Tom Brady contract stuff, and I mean, it, it could all just be as simple as a negotiation. Brady's negotiating. He has the right to negotiate. Why not? Everybody else does it. Brady can't. Is Brady leaving? Does this Instagram post show us anything about how Tom Brady is going to handle his future decision this offseason as to where he's going to play football in 2020? I think if this Instagram post shows me anything, it's that he's not going to retire and that he says he's blessed to play for the Patriots. If if you're not going to retire and you're blessed to play for the Patriots and you do look at this thing from a realistic, logical perspective with common sense, I know people don't like to do that, but that's why I'm here for you. The Patriots give Tom Brady the best chance to win. Like, let you keep the train rolling. You know, jump off the train and go to the charges and with a whole new coaching staff that you know nothing about with with new plate with a new playbook with a new way of doing things and a new facility on the other side of the country like it just make that makes no sense it's so much that type of move at 42 43 years old is just so much more complicated than anybody wants to give a credit for like it, it's just so so complicated It's different if he's 31, 32, and that's a move you plan on making. Well, Brady's not 31, 32. And yeah, he might have confidence in his own abilities and and thinks that he can play until he's 51 years old. But the reality is, you have to be realistic about it. And being realistic about it is that's a complicated move, and it's a little too complicated at the end of the day. But that doesn't mean you can't use that room, and that doesn't mean you can't use that possibility as leverage in a negotiation. I think that's what Tom Brady's doing. And he has every right to do that. But don't take a negotiation and turn it into, oh, that means Brady hates Belichick. Brady and Kraft are buttonheads. Brady wants out. He's pissed off at the lack of weapons. Well, this Instagram post shows me that Tom Brady, speaking from the heart, feels blessed to play for the New England Patriots because they're an organization that believes in him. So, which is it? I look at this Instagram post. I don't like to look into this stuff too much, but but this is unprecedented. What What we're about to get into with this player and what he's done in his career and what he can still do You know, the Patriots dynasty, people want this to end. People want the Tom Brady pick six to Logan Ryan to be the last time you see the Patriots line up and have a chance to win. They don't want to see that anymore. They're done with it. They are so done with it. I get news for them. I read this Instagram post and I think to myself, You might be done with them. They are not done with you. You might be done with the Patriots dynasty. The Patriots dynasty is not done with the NFL. Tom Brady will play for the Patriots next year. There's going to be some rumors. There's going to be some negotiating. 
there's going to be some people that really want to stir it up and fire you up and, and, you know, it'll be the hot talking point on sports radio everywhere, specifically in this town. But I'm telling you right now, I read this Instagram post and I'm like, this is a guy who is not an asshole, right? Like, yeah, he might want more money. He deserves it. And he might use these other places and he might use this free agency and you can't put the franchise tag on me. You you know, but it's a negotiation and I have no problem with it. I guess what I ask of you, the audience, or really anybody, if you're a media member listening to this and, and you're trying to dissect the Tom Brady stuff this offseason, before you go off with these reports, just try to use some logic and use some common sense and keep in the back of your mind that, okay, there's this rumor out there that Brady might do this, might do that, but it also might be him negotiating. It's a perfectly logical thing for someone in his position to do. And I think that's what he's doing. This Instagram post tells me not only will he be back, not only will Tom Brady be back in the NFL, but Tom Brady will be back with the New England Patriots next year. I can't see it any other way. Because even if Brady does have an offer on the table from another team, he's going to have a conversation with Robert Kraft. The Patriots are going to go, well, we already traded Jimmy Garoppolo. Stidham's under contract for a couple more years. Like, he's under our control. For a couple more years. But he might not even be the guy. Stidham might not even be the guy. The Patriots might not believe in Stidham. And, you know, this Josh McDaniels thing that we're going to talk about, where is he going to end up? Is it going to be Cleveland? Well, if, he, if McDaniels is going anywhere, it's probably going to have to be Cleveland. Carolina's taken. Washington's taken. Dallas is taken. The Giants is taken. Joe Judge. Patriots special teams coordinator, wide receivers coach. Joe Judge takes the head coaching job for the Giants. So if McDaniel's the only coaching job open, as I record this on Thursday, January 9th, is the Cleveland Browns job. Is that a job you want? Is that a headache you want to walk into? Is it? I mean, it probably can't get worse based on the personnel that you have in Cleveland. But, I mean, that's a Cleveland, that's a team that was, that Cleveland Browns team had players, star players, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., even some defensive players. What, what was the phrase they were using in the last four or five weeks of the regular season when they were on the field during games, when they'd be like a play over at the other team's sideline? What, what did they say? They said, come get us. <laughs> that was their phrase. Come get us. Like, come get us out of Cleveland. So you got a team that's very talented. you got a lot of talent. But all of that talent, they don't want to be there. They don't want to play in Cleveland. You're Josh McDaniels. That's where you're going? You're going you're gonna to get up and leave. Now, if you're McDaniels, see, because people will say, well, does McDaniels' decision factor into Tom Brady's decision? I don't think so. I think, if anything, it's the other way around. Like, if you're McDaniels and Brady's like, hey, I'm going to the Chargers. If you're McDaniels, then I think you consider the Cleveland job. Because then you're like, well, it's clear Tom Brady's leaving. This dynasty is over. You know, Bill Belichick might be able to work his magic with, with, with get to the playoffs and, you know, you see what happens. But, but man, this isn't, this isn't, that isn't what I signed up for. 
Like if Yo McDaniels, you took the Colts job and then you then you backed out of that at the last minute, which I do think has affected him when it comes to other teams looking for a coach and thinking about interviewing him and thinking about taking him seriously. I I abs- look if I'm another organization, I have to question that. So I absolutely think it still has affected him. But um, I think if I'm McDaniels and Brady is going to leave, then I'm going, this is not what I signed up for. This is not what I backed out of the Colts job for. I came back here because I thought this was Brady. You know, we were go- we were going to go hard at this. Garoppolo's gone. We're going, we're going all in on this the next couple of years, as long as Brady's still at the top of his game. And I think he, Brady is still good enough to be considered a quarterback that can win a championship. And that's what McDaniels, I think, will stick around for. If Brady's gone, I think then McDaniels is going to be like, but, but here's the problem. McDaniels might, is, is not going to get that decision. He's not going to know that. Now, if McDaniels gets up and does take the Cleveland job, does that factor into Tom Brady's decision? I don't think so. I don't think so. People talk about well, Tom Brady's confident in what he does. Yeah, he is. People say, well, Brady will want to play somewhere else and try to prove that he can win without Belichick. I don't know if that's true. I'm, I'm sure he's thought of that. I'm sure the idea sounds nice. You know, you can dream that up if you want. And maybe he feels confident he could do that. But at the end of the day, it might not be the smart decision. Do I think Brady sits there and goes, does he even factor in McDaniels into that thought process? Like, I just don't think so. I don't think he does. I don't. McDaniels is the offensive coordinator. Um, Brady has worked with other offensive coordinators. Now, McDaniels hasn't been there Brady's whole career. Brady's worked with other guys. I don't think McDaniels' presence in the Patriots organization is the thing that changes Brady's mind one way or another. I really don't. But Brady's decision could change McDaniels' mind. The problem is, I don't know that Brady's going to make his decision if he's playing out this negotiation to get this money from the Patriots. Then, then McDaniels might have to make his decision beforehand. That said, it just might be too much of a risk to go to a place like Cleveland when you have guys running around the field during regular season games telling the other teams, come get us. Come get us out of Cleveland in the offseason. We don't want to be here anymore. Is that a place you want to go if you're Josh McDaniels? Other opportunities will open up for you. Like, it's not like this is the last NFL coaching opportunity that's ever going to be there for you. It's not. In fact, the Cleveland, for all we know, the Cleveland Browns job is going to be open for you next year when they hire some other boob who won't get the job done. I'd let somebody else clean that mess up. I wouldn't want any part of that Browns job. You know, I praised the Browns before this season, this past season. I thought they had a lot of talent and that they closed out the, the year before strong. Uh, Freddie Kitchens, I knew nothing about him. And that went by quick because he turned out to be just a clueless coach who couldn't handle that team. But um, I gave them a lot of credit last year. I That, that thing blew up in, in everybody's face. And I think you got to get rid of Odell Beckham Jr. It's just, it's too much of a headache. I wouldn't want anything to do with that if I'm McDaniels. Other opportunities... Do we think no coaches are going to get fired after next season? Of course they will. Who will that be? I don't know. But somebody will. Something will open up. 
McDaniels is going to have other opportunities. People make it sound like this, it's Cleveland job or nothing. If he doesn't get this, he'll never get one. He, he, he stay with the Patriots. Brady comes back. They do another year. Maybe they do two years. Maybe they do three years. Maybe Belichick retires in two, three years, and he moves up to be the Patriots head coach. If you're McDaniels, maybe that's the best option for you. You think that's not an option? It should be. My point with all this is I wouldn't go to Cleveland if I'm McDaniels. And if I'm Brady, McDaniels' decision really doesn't factor into my decision. At least it's not a game changer for me if I'm Brady. But those are some things that we're talking about with this Patriots team in the offseason. And it's not just Brady. It's not just McDaniels. There's also some other players we got to look at. The Patriots' projected cap space is $42 million this offseason. Now, if Brady does leave or retire, the Patriots would be stuck with, what, like $13, 14000000 in dead money? I mean, that's no good. So this is another reason why the Patriots, if, you know, if you're going to pay money, you might as well pay a little extra to keep Brady around instead of just letting him leave and having to eat 13 14 mil. There's a couple other decisions you've got to make, though. Devin McCourty, he's 32. He's a free agent. I can't believe his contract is already up. I, I feel like that was just yesterday he signed that. What was it, a four- or five-year extension? Four- or five-year contract? They let him go to free agency. They, they brought him back. Um, I feel like that was yesterday. He's already done with this contract. 32 years old. He's a free agent. He's a nice player. I would bring him back. I don't know what he's going to get. I don't know what he wants. You know, I think that's going to be up to McCourty, Devin McCourty. That decision is going to be up to Devin McCourty. Does Devin McCourty want to be part of this still? And maybe he, you know, again, maybe he's looking at the Brady situation going, well, you know, if, if Brady's going to come back, maybe I take a little less money and stay with the Patriots. Again, I, but I don't know what other teams will offer McCourty. Maybe they'll see that he's 32 and the money won't be there for him. I don't know. Um, I think that'll be a McCourty decision, though. I think the Patriots will have him back, no question, but the price is going to have to be right at 32 years old. Other free agents, Kyle Van Noy, Jamie Collins, and Danny Shelton. I would bring back Danny Shelton. I, to, me, that, that's, to me, that's a no-brainer. I'd bring back Danny Shelton. Um, Jamie Collins? I mean, this is a guy you already got rid of once. You did bring back. How does Collins feel about his game? How does he feel about the Patriots? Yeah, again, the money's going to have to be right with him. And Kyle Van Noy, I can almost guarantee you, the money won't be right for the Patriots when it comes to Kyle Van Noy, and he will be gonzo. I, I told you on Monday, the revenge tour, if Brady comes back next, next year, there will be a revenge tour. But I don't expect Kyle Van Noy, the guy who tried to come up with that phrase before the Titans game, Kyle Van Noy will not be part of that revenge tour. Um, and, and look, Kyle Van Noy, if he goes out and and gets some money, good for him. But I think this is this is probably a guy that should go out and and really take advantage of what he's been able to do with the Patriots, of the the name and the presence he's been able to create with the Patriots organization. Go get your money. I don't have any problem with that. I just the Patriots and I, they should not pay him. What he what he probably can go out and get from somebody who sees a Patriot who had success. Um, I, I, I don't think Van Noy is going to be back. 
If I'm the Patriots, if I think he's going to want a good amount of money, I wouldn't give it to him. I'd rather give that money to McCourty and Danny Shelton. Philip Dorsett, free agent, gone. See ya. You know, for whatever reason, it didn't work out. I, there were definitely moments the last couple of years, maybe last season, not this past season, but the season before, early on, where it looked like the Dorsett-Brady connection was a real thing. Dorsett was a first-round pick a couple of years ago. Um, you know, this is a guy that is athletic, is fast. You know, not the biggest cat in the league, but it just seemed to be good enough where there would be that trust between him and Brady. It looked like at times there was that trust, and then it would go away. For whatever reason, it didn't work. And and that tells me that maybe Philip Dorsett, from preparation standpoint, you know, when you don't work, when you have talent, Dorsett had talent. When you have talent and you have the tools and it doesn't work out for you here, it's usually because of something either between your own ears or your preparation, or your game planning. Like, Dorsett had tools. He, he had a skill set. And it's frustrating to watch a guy like that not be able to work out with a guy like Brady. But I don't put that on Brady. I don't put that on the coaching staff. I just got to put that on Dorsett. So if it, didn't, it hasn't worked out, free agent, you're not going to bring him back. Unless it's like the very minimum, right? Like, it's going to have to be as low as you go. That's maybe when they bring him back. But then there's guys you could free up some money. You could free up some money. Guys who are entering the last year of their contract. Steven Guskowski had hip surgery. If you cut him heading into the final year of his contract, that frees up 3.5 mil. Rex Burkhead heading into the final year of his contract. You cut him, you free up 2.9 mil. Brandon Bolden. Entering the last year of his contract, he cut him. That's 1.5 mil. Muhammad Sanu, this is a no-brainer, I think. You cut Muhammad Sanu. He's got one year left in the contract. You just gave up a second-round pick for him, but he's making 6.5 mil. You free up 6.5 mil. See ya. I'd cut Guskowski. I'd cut Muhammad Sanu. I, I'd, I'd think about keeping Burkhead, Bolden, one of those two, maybe both. Um... But definitely Sanu gone. I mean, you gave up a second-round pick for him, and I thought he was trash. I just thought he was trash. I, I I expected way more out of him, and he couldn't get it done. And that was a major problem. You know, they were they were begging for him to step up and do something. Now, I know there was an injury there. Was it a foot? Was it an ankle? A leg? Lower body? Whatever it was. Yeah, he was banged up. But you know what? He was running around out there good enough where... He should have been a bigger difference maker, and he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't. And you cannot pay. You cannot keep this guy around and pay him six and a half mil. You just can't do it. He's Mohamed Sanu has to go. But th- those are just some, uh, just a few players and some numbers that are there, and some early thoughts that I have on what the Patriots offseason is going to look like. I mean, I Danny Shelton to me, out of all these guys in this list, like I'm bringing back Danny Shelton. Um. You know, go find a kicker somewhere. So you don't bring us. You cut Kaskowski. Cut Sanu. Burkhead Bolden. You know, we'll keep it in mind as to what we're going to do with them. Uh, Van Noy, gone. Jamie Collins, depends on what he wants. Devin McCourty, we'd love to keep him, but I don't know what he's going to get out there on the market. 
Maybe you let him see and see if he wants to come back at a fair price. Right? So, and then, of course, Tom Brady. You bring him back. <laughs> Even if you have to cut other guys more than I said to bring Tom Brady back at a, at a number that he wants, you make that happen. You do that. Because if you let him go and you're eating 13, 14 mil and dead money, like, you just, just sign him. Just sign him. And they will. They will. They will bring back Tom Brady. So, and if you put a gun to my head right now, I'd say Josh McDaniels comes back, too. I'd say he doesn't take the Cleveland job. It's just too much of a headache. It's too much of a headache. Maybe I'll be wrong with that, but um, because maybe McDaniels just wants that. Maybe he wants to coach up Baker Mayfield. If there's a reason he does go to Cleveland, it would be because Baker Mayfield. I like Baker Mayfield. Did he take some steps back this year? Yeah, I think so. But, man, if he's got receivers yelling at the other sidelines, come get me, (laughs) like, come get me out of Cleveland during games, well, then you can kind of feel for the kid under center, can you? Right? You can can feel for Baker Mayfield if he's like, these guys aren't even running the right routes. They're telling the other team that they want to get out of here. What am I supposed to do with that? I'm still trying to prove myself, but I need their help. Odell Beckham Jr., see, like, if I'm Cleveland, I'm going, I'm putting him out in the trade market, and I'm going, you can have him if you want him. Like, this guy is just... And you'll get Patriots fans that will say the Patriots should acquire Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, man. I, this guy has... He doesn't win. He's not a winner. Does he need Tom Brady to maybe win? Possibly. But I could also see Odell Beckham Jr. coming to the Patriots. You know, being more concerned about other things. Not running the right routes. Brady being frustrated with him. Like, I could see that. I could see that. I would prefer trading for someone like Stefan Diggs. You know, you got the Vikings. They got Thielen and Diggs. And you're going to see them this weekend. And I'm going to get to them in a minute with my picks for the divisional round. As the Vikings go to San Francisco. In the first game of the weekend. Saturday at 435. The Vikings, you know, Thielen, Diggs. Both just signed fairly large contracts, right? They both signed like four or five-year deals. You know, Diggs has had some issues with the organization. There was talk about him being traded or wanting to be traded at the beginning of the season. Did that have to do with touches? Diggs does seem like kind of a hothead on the sideline sometimes. And you just saw that last week against New Orleans. He was on the sideline yelling at someone. Um, so I could understand maybe backing off him a little bit too. But I still think the the Diggs frustration is like, I'm open, throw to me. And there was a good part of that Vikings game where they didn't, it was like they didn't target him until the third quarter or something crazy, right? Or the, the moment he got his first target in that game against the Saints was a little too late. Like, if I'm a Vikings fan, it's like, throw it to Diggs. Uh, like, what are we doing here? And if I'm Diggs, I'm like, throw it to me. What are we doing? Throw, throw me the ball. So I do think Diggs' frustrations are competitive frustrations. Like, I want to win. I can help you win. Give me the ball. I can I can live with that. I can live with that. And if Diggs played for the Patriots, Brady would give him the ball. The Patriots would be winning more than the Vikings. Now the Patriots won 12 games. Vikings won 10. Well, Con and the New Orleans went in the wild card game. That's 11. 
but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> what's, a, what's a better organization, the Vikings or the Patriots? Please. It's not even close. Who's a better quarterback, Tom Brady or Kirk Cousins? Please. It's not even close. It's Tom Brady. You like that? Yeah, it's Tom Brady. Hope you like that. Stefan Diggs, you like that? You like playing with Tom Brady? You like playing a guy who keeps yelling, you like that? Great. Kirk Cousins, in my opinion, is going to get lit up by the San Francisco defense on Saturday afternoon in San Fran. It's going to get lit up. And Diggs won't be happy about it. And Diggs might want out. And I just, I would rather go get a kid like Diggs than Odell Beckham Jr. That's just my opinion. If I'm the Patriots, I'd rather do that. But we'll see what they do. My, my point, I guess I, I keep going back to this McDaniels-Cleveland thing. If I'm McDaniels, I wouldn't want to go to Cleveland. I would not want to deal with that headache. But if there was one thing that would make me go to Cleveland, it would be the opportunity to coach Baker Mayfield, a quarterback that I think has the... Like, I, I think he has the potential to be a very successful big-name quarterback in this league. But I think you got to get rid of Odell Beckham Jr. I just think, I already told you that. Early in the season, I think it was like week seven or week eight, I told you the Cleveland Browns should trade Odell Beckham Jr. Or maybe even before that, week six, they should trade Odell Beckham Jr. and they should fire Freddie Kitchens. Well, they've fired Freddie Kitchens. Will they trade Odell Beckham Jr.? Maybe. If they do that, maybe they have Josh McDaniels' attention a little more. Either way, as I recall this, McDaniels is still the Patriots offensive coordinator. That might be where he stays. Because at the end of the day, there'll be more coaching opportunities for Josh McDaniels next year. And who knows? Two, three years down the road, for all we know, Belichick gets in a room with McDaniels this week and is like, hey, I got two years left. And then it's yours. And if he says that to McDaniels, what's McDaniels going to do? He's going to leave and go to Cleveland? I don't think so. <laughs> I, I do not think so. So, uh... Well, I'll keep an eye on it. Whatever happens, I'll react to it accordingly. But as we head into the weekend, obviously it's the divisional round of the NFL playoffs, which means that obviously it is time for my picks for the divisional round. Picks, picks, usually five games against the spread, but because there's only four games for divisional round and the divisional weekend, there's only four picks. Um. So, what are we waiting for? Let's get to it. Hit the music. Picks, picks for the divisional round presented by DraftKings. You can play for free at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app by using promo code PICK, P-I-C. That's promo code PICK, P-I-C. I went 2-2 two and two against the spread in Wildcard Weekend last weekend, uh, but let's be better than that. Let's be better than 500. Pick number one. I'm going with the San Francisco 49ers, a seven-point favorite over the Minnesota Vikings. The 49ers, the one seed in the NFC. The Vikings, the sixth seed in the NFC. This game is Saturday at 435 in San Francisco. Minnesota coming off that big win in New Orleans. They knock off the Saints. It was a controversial win. Rudolph in the back of the end zone. Did he push off? Did he not push off? Did the Saints get screwed for the second straight year by a pass interference play that wasn't called? That wasn't called? This time, um, pass interference by the guy catching the football in the back of the end zone? Maybe. Maybe. I will tell you this. As we sat there wondering at the end of that game if they were going to review that and if they reviewed it, if they were going to overturn it, I was sitting there going, you can't overturn this 
because you didn't overturn really anything that you reviewed with regards to pass interference all season long. Now all of a sudden you're gonna you're gonna overturn this one in overtime. You can't do that. They didn't do it. I thought it was the right decision by the NFL to not call the pass interference. It certainly was questionable, but let's face it, New Orleans had chances to win. They were at home. Uh, they had plenty of opportunities. New Orleans was a better team on paper, and they couldn't get the job done. Minnesota goes into New Orleans. They win that game, and now they hope to ride some momentum as the sixth seed into San Francisco. The 49ers coming off the bye. I just think the 49ers' defense, they are going to be all over Kirk Cousins. They're going to hit him hard. They're going to hit him often. And I don't think Cousins is going to be able to get into that deep ball rhythm that we'd like to see him get into. The 49ers will not let him do that. Do I feel overly confident in Jimmy Garoppolo in his first playoff start? No, I don't. In fact, I think if the 49ers had to go on the road for this game, like if this game was in Minnesota, I'd consider taking Minnesota to win at home. Jimmy Garoppolo, first playoff start. He benefits from this, though, because it's in his own building. And so I think his defense will really help him out. I think his defense will take care of business for him. They'll create a couple turnovers. They'll give Jimmy G some good field position. And the 49ers will be able to get this win and win by more than seven. Give me San Francisco to win by 10, which means they cover the spread. Give me San Fran minus seven over Minnesota on Saturday. Then I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens, a nine and a half point favorite over the Tennessee Titans. Uh, this game is on Saturday night at 8.15. It's in Baltimore. The Ravens are the one seed. The Titans are the sixth seed. I think the Cinderella story for the Tennessee Titans is about to end. I know they beat the Patriots last weekend. We've talked so much about that. I don't even like to bring it up because it pisses me off. But let's face it. If you're Tennessee, that was your Super Bowl. Like, you think you ended the Patriots dynasty. You've been thinking about that game all week long. How much are you thinking of Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens? Well, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens have had a week off, and they've been able to think about you. They've been able to think about their options for this game. And being in Baltimore, knowing that the Titans will be maybe pounding their chest a little too hard heading into this one, I just think that they're going to get punched in the mouth, and they're going to have to... They'll, they'll be brought back down to earth by Baltimore. I, I, I think that the Ravens will end... The Titans season, they will stomp on the Titans. I'm taking Baltimore to go to the AFC Championship game because that game will be in Baltimore. There's no way the Ravens lose this game. The only question is, do they cover the 9.5-point spread, which is typically high for a playoff game? Baltimore's a 9.5-point favorite. Typically high. But they're that much better than Tennessee, and it's in Baltimore. That place is going to be rocking Saturday night. Titans feeling too good about themselves. Baltimore wins this by two touchdowns. They stomp on Tennessee in this one. I'm taking Baltimore minus nine and a half. Then I'm taking on Sunday afternoon, the Houston Texans, a nine and a half point dog over the Kansas City Chiefs. This game is in Kansas City. Houston is a number four seed. Kansas City's a number two seed. Houston coming off that win on Saturday in the wild card round over Buffalo in overtime, a game in which... Neither Houston nor Buffalo wanted to win that game. Neither team deserved to win that game. Houston, Bill O'Brien, he's getting an extra life here. Do I think that extra life is going to result in a win in Kansas City? No. Pump the brakes. I'm not picking Houston to win the game. I'm just picking them to cover. This is a high spread. Nine and a half. But 
it's a little too high because Houston already beat Kansas City this year. And in fact, they went into Kansas City and they put up 31 points in a win in Kansas City. Granted, that game was played back in October. It still was played this season, and Houston still did what they did in Kansas City. I think Houston's good enough, talented enough to keep this close. The question is, can Houston's defense do anything against Patrick Mahomes? I think we know what Houston's offense can do. I think we know the weapons they have. But what can the defense do on the road against Mahomes and and this fast-as-lightning offense? Can they slow them down enough? They won't be able to slow them down enough to win, but I think enough to be able to cover the 9.5-point spread, even if it's a backdoor cover. Houston covers. Give me the Texans. Plus 9.5 over the Chiefs on Sunday afternoon. Then my lock of the week. It is tough to take a lock of the week when there's only four games to choose from. But last week, I took Seattle as my lock of the week in Philadelphia, and I'm doing it again. My lock of the week for the divisional round, I'm taking the Seahawks, a four-and-a-half-point dog over the Green Bay Packers. This game is Sunday night at Lambeau in Green Bay. The Packers are the two-seed in the NFC. The Seahawks are the five-seed. Seahawks beat the Eagles in Philly, and I told you that's a great thing for Seattle because they've been much better on the road this year. In the regular season, Seattle was 7-1 and one on the road. Now with that win in Philly, they're 8-1. and one. Granted, Carson Wentz got hurt. They had to go up against Josh McCown. Still, I think even if Wentz played, Seattle would have won that game. Seattle still on the road at Lambeau. They're an underdog. They're playing the underdog card. Seattle was really good this year. And when you have a good, talented team like that that seemingly enjoys playing on the road this season, that's a dangerous team. It's a dangerous game for Green Bay. And you know what? Even if Seattle doesn't win, I think Seattle's going to win this game. But even if they don't, this is going to be a field goal game. Seattle will keep this to a three-point game. They will cover the spread. That's why I am taking the Seahawks plus four and a half. Green Bay, to me, is this not the most underwhelming 13-win team you've ever seen in the NFL? 13 wins. The two-seed. First round by. Who's talking about Green Bay? Aaron Rodgers. I can't believe he's 36 years old already. People love Aaron Rodgers. They call him one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL. To me, he's got a lot more to prove. He needs another ring to bolster that legacy of of being one of the best that's ever played the game. He's not. I don't put Aaron Rodgers in that category. Is he one of the best in the NFL right now? Yeah. Is he one of the best to ever play the game? He's going to need another ring for me to even consider him in that conversation because he's not there yet. This is a huge game for him. It's a huge game for the Packers. It's a new coaching staff. But it is an underwhelming 13-win team, as underwhelming as I've ever seen. The quietest 13-win season in the history of the NFL goes to the Green Bay Packers. And it's a Seattle team that's hungry, that's playing that underdog card. It's a a four-and-a-half-point dog. Seattle comes in. They love playing on the road. I think Seattle wins, but even if they don't win, they keep it close and they cover the spread. My lock of the week, Seattle, plus four-and-a-half. So my picks... For the divisional round, I'm going San Francisco minus 7, Baltimore minus 9.5, Houston plus 9.5, and and my lock of the week, Seattle plus 4.5. Picks, picks for the divisional round presented by DraftKings. You can play for free at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app by using promo code PICK, P-I-C. That's promo code PICK, P-I-C, at DraftKings.com. So those are the picks. We go into the divisional round with no Patriots to watch, and I will react to it all 
on Monday's show. And if anything happens in the, with regards to the Patriots offseason, any rumors, any reports, any news, I will react to that as well. And then, of course, we keep our eye on the Major League Baseball offseason. Spring training will be beginning before you know it. Uh, what's going to happen with Mookie Betts? I have no idea. Are the Red Sox going to make some trades? I have no idea. But then we got the Bruins and the Celtics. The playoffs will be here before you know it. Uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs and the NBA playoffs. Uh, so there's going to be a lot to get to here in the future. But of course, I think the focus right now is on the NFL still with the playoffs, but also because of the uncertainty, at least publicly, with Tom Brady's future. So uh, if anything happens, I will react on Monday's show. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts are available. You can also get this show and any of my work, podcasts, videos, blogs, you name it, on my website, dannypicard.com. Subscribe to my YouTube channel to get video highlights of this show. That's right. Watch this show a little bit. Certain highlights that we pick out and post on YouTube. Subscribe, youtube.com slash Danny Picard. Enjoy the divisional round. And again, I'll be back on Monday to break it all down. Talk to you then. <laughs>